You're listening to the Energy of Business and Life show. I'm your host, Melissa Zosky, your wealth and energy alignment mentor, and I run a successful business and online magazine. It's my pleasure and passion to help you shine your brilliance throughout this beautiful world of ours. You can create a sustainable business while still feeling at ease and having the freedom to enjoy your life to the fullest, have amazing health and family balance. The paralyzing effects of burnout as well as health challenges, which can easily make you want to give up on all your dreams is a very real thing. It's something I've known personally and overcome. I'm here to help you create a business and life that lights you up right now and step into that next level no matter how far away it may seem. If you have any questions or want to learn more about me, please visit my website at melissasoski.com. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome. So excited to have you here with us today. Today we're talking with Louise Clark, who is a parenting and mindfulness coach, and she is the creator and host of Parenting in the Thick of It, so check that out. She's also um, the founder of a parenting partner and author of Parenting the Modern Teen, Cracking the Code to Parenting Your Teen, The Secret to Understanding, Connecting, and Communicating with Your Teen in Disconnected, Distracted, and a Digital World. I mean, doesn't that sound amazing? So she gives really great parenting tips on using practical tools that you'll need to help you to through navigating through these difficult times. And especially right now with what we're going through in this time with stay at home and everyone being in the house at once. And that's what we're going to really touch on today. Entrepreneurs are always working from home and now we have kids in there with us and it's creating like we don't have the same space that we used to have, as well as just this whole um, people that aren't even entrepreneurs are working from home now and they're with everybody else in their household. How do you keep that balance, prevent being triggered, keep your energy as high vibe as possible because in the end of it, that's what this is all about, right? Keeping your energy good so that your balance is good and you're happy. So anyway, let's welcome Louise Clark and get to going on this. This is going to be so much fun. Hey, Louise, I'm so glad that you're here and I'm so excited to talk to you more about what it is that you do and how you help parents navigate through their life and stay balanced and happy and have this just well-rounded life. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for being with me. Oh, thank you for having me. I always enjoy chatting to you and yet excited. I was excited all weekend and thought of having a chat with you. So thank you. Oh, thanks. I know. It was great catching up a couple of weeks ago. And so when, um, for those of you that are listening, when Louise and I were talking, we were just catching up like old friends. And it was so cool because, you know, she's a parenting coach and I work with entrepreneurs and I started thinking, you know, all these people, not just entrepreneurs are working from home right now. And I mean, not just working from home by themselves, they're working from home and they have these pile of other people in their house with them, their kids in particular, and how do you have that kind of balance? So I was really excited to ask her, you know, for what her advice was on this to keep that balance. You know, I'm all in the energy flowing, keeping the balance. If you're not in a good flow, things just don't get done and we don't feel good and our life doesn't feel good. So I'm excited to ask you more about that and see what your view is on that. Mm -hmm. I love the way you refer to a pile of people in your home. (laughs) Because we've all had a pile of people or have a pile of people. We're not used to, you know, us moms that stay at home or work from home moms, mompreneurs, the entrepreneurs you deal with. Many of us work from home. 
and we've had the privacy of our own home between kind of nine and three and we get you know we see them off at quarter to nine and we get into our offices and we work and we're uninterrupted for you know until they come home from school and suddenly overnight there was a pile of people in the house and you know I experienced it you know I went from having nobody in the house to having you know three kids three teenagers and my husband and it was a juggle for sure and everybody was trying to find their feet and find their way and I, I think as certainly for myself I had to remind myself that it wasn't just me that needed my time in my office on my own we all needed that yes and it was very hard to suddenly get five offices in a house because there aren't five offices in a house totally so true you're lucky if you have one so there was a bit of a you know not a fight for the office but there was definitely moments where it was tense because my husband needed privacy i needed privacy the kids were fed up with being in the living room on the sofa or on their beds. So it was just finding a way that worked for all of us. And as you said, you know, your, your mindset and your energy and what you bring to the table, <coughs> excuse me, is everything. Yes. And so often, if we really think about it, we think we're reacting to the, the situation, the, the current reality that we're a part of, i.e. we're reacting to our kids very often we're actually reacting to the story in our head. 100%. I'm on yeah. the same page with you. And, you know, we have to be so, so aware of the story that we're creating because we often play to the same story. And the story is influenced by many things. You know, it's influenced by our past, how we were raised, by culture, by the education system, the religious system, the marriage system. All these institutions influence, influence us and our beliefs and what we think. So, you know, in a certain situation, you know, your kids might be on their phones and lying on the couch with dirty dishes on the floor and a, a snack wrapper on the coffee table. That would be good many days in my house. But, you know, so am I reacting to that or am I reacting to the fact that this story has just gone on and on like a stuck record for weeks, especially during the height of lockdown? And, you know, you, you have to take yourself out the story and be present and be in this moment, not in the 10 other moments where there were candy wrappers and, and goodness knows what all over the, the uh, living room, but this moment, because in this moment, it might just be a couple of things that you can deal with. But when you're just carrying all the baggage from the past into the moment, we contaminate it, make it worse. So we really have to be careful as to managing our energy, managing the story in our head, and I always say I have a radar detector going for reactivity, scanning, and finding it before I react. You know, because the thought creates the feeling and the feeling creates the action. So if we've waited till we've acted, reacted, could we have intercepted that at the feeling level and thought, I'm feeling really pissed off now. Right now, I'm mad because of X, Y, and Z. Maybe I could get it at that level, but even better if I can get it at the thought level. If right. I can catch it when I'm thinking it to the story, even better because then I can actually stop myself feeling negative and then bringing that negative energy into my actions with, with my kids. Oh my gosh, I love this because it's totally what I've, I've always said when we react it's not fair to anybody. It's not fair to ourselves because we let ourselves get worked up to that point. It's not fair mm -hmm. to the people around us. 
it's not good for anything or anyone. And it definitely is not good for your energy because it brings everything down. And I'm a big law of attraction fan. So what you put out, you get back. And I'm like, it becomes this big vicious cycle with what, like what you said. And I 100% agree. It goes back to so much earlier than just this moment. It goes back to, I mean, I believe we inherit a lot of this too. It's like we inherit from our ancestors and their DNA, their patterns, their programming, you know, it's just like a vicious cycle within our line. So mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you're here. Do you have um, tips like for people that are, you know, going through this and they're just trying to carve out this um, way of living at home and, um, you know, this could become, I mean, it seems like a lot of companies are even thinking of um, inter- integrating more of a work at home atmosphere now too, because they see it can be done, mm-hmm. but um, how do you do that when you have, I know that you're saying check in on your reactivity and stuff. Do you have a specific tool to do that? Do you have a practice that you do that you teach? You know, there's, I think there's many things that contribute to, I speak for myself that contribute towards me being able to, Mm-hmm. tame my reactivity to step in i think you know we'd all be buddha mums under a tree <laughs> it, it, you know yeah we would have nothing to react to and that's not real you know we, okay. we and i think the biggest tip I, I can give is that we're not perfect there's no such thing as perfect those default patterns that we that that are as you say you we inherit them those default those strong rooted patterns are so deep and they take so much work to try and dissolve that I think, I don't think it's possible to dissolve them 100%. Mm-hmm. I think it's possible to work on them a lot and clean up that inner landscape, clean up your mental landscape mm-hmm. so that you can stand a chance of showing up less reactive. But there will be times where no matter how much inner work you do, no matter how much meditation, I'll, I'll speak more to that because I think that's been a huge yeah. piece of how I can cope in my life and bring a more positive energy to attempt to bring it to every each and every moment but um i've lost my train of thought there a tool is there any little like yes is it not perfect yes sorry so we will react there will be times where you react it's impossible not right so be easy on yourself so another tool is self-compassion you know, as mums, we're juggling so many balls and it can, be very, it can be overwhelming and frustrating. And we're hard on ourselves, especially the people probably listening, those mums that are, you know, over, dare I say, overachievers. You have to be <laughs> overachievers to run a business, run yeah. a home, manage the kids, manage ourselves. So yes. we expect a lot of ourselves. So I've been a lot easier on myself. I have a lot more compassion for myself now. So when I do screw up and I do lose it and I, you know, turn into some sort of deranged beast, which happens <laughs> occasionally, you know, it happens. Hands up. It never no, happens to me. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm telling the truth. Because <laughs> you're not the Buddha. Just but, kidding. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we do, we will, I don't know when I might next react, but I do know that I will be more reactive if I don't manage certain things and almost create the environment that gives me the most potential to not react. Mm -hmm. So for me, you know, it's being, being compassionate when you do and being easy on yourself and admitting your mistakes and apologizing when, you know, when you've screwed up and it has impacted someone else. And, you know, I sometimes say to my kids, you know what, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't have done what I did. 
it was not right. It was disrespectful to you. Um, I, I apologize. I'm really sorry. Let's have a do-over. Let's have a makeover. Shuffle and redeal, my dad used to say. Let's have a shuffle oh, cool. and redeal. So I do that. But to prepare myself to be mindful, to be present, to be in the moment, to know where my mind is, I, I don't believe there's anything more important for me than, than my meditation practice. And I know that you are a big oh, believer big in meditation as well. And, you know, I, friends of mine have actually said to me that they, they, just, they see such a change in me. They say I'm more, way more laid back than I used to be. So I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I'm less reactive. Um, I still will react, sure. but generally I'm less reactive to anything. Whether someone turns in front of me on the road, someone in the supermarket bangs their cart or runs over my toe, or I'm just less reactive. Um, and I do put it down to my meditation practice for sure. Absolutely. I know I'm way, way, way more aware of where my mind is. I you know, I, and I totally get that because when we first went into the lockdown and we were all, you know, <laughs> together, <laughs> full of people, um, I got out of my practice and I wasn't working. I mean, I was doing it, but not as often. I mean, I used to meditate or do my, um, my codes and my different meditations two to three, sometimes four times a day. And mm-hmm. mine are pretty short. They're like eight, nine minutes every time I do it. But still quite, that's, that's still a lot. You know, you're doing yeah. that times a day. It's still Well, and it's a different kind of meditation because I'm working yeah. with energy and we're yeah, balancing the chakras and the um, mm-hmm. acupoints and stuff. But when I stopped, I just, it was like the world started like going crazy for several weeks. And then I was like, what is happening? And I was like, I am not, preach I'm not doing what I preach you know what I'm not mm-hmm. walking I'm not <laughs> walking the talk or whatever you want to say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I and I felt that um, what is, I need to get back to the practice and once you get out of the practice it can be very difficult to get back in again you just kind of feel like I don't know you get out of the zone oh totally there's so many reasons to not do it uh-huh and especially when people are around all the time and so I'd go in the bedroom somebody would open up the bedroom we were at the in a rental at that time because our house was still being built so we were in a s- small rental and I'd lay down and somebody would come in and da da da. And it's like, oh, you know, it's just, it was a mess. But I put the boundaries up. I took that time for myself because it is so important. And everybody else kind of realized that if I didn't get that time, then it wasn't very pleasant for anyone else either. So, but the household was way more calm mm-hmm. and the energy, you know, what I'm talking about that energy within the house was so much calmer if I took that time. So I had to get back to the practice and I did. So it was mm-hmm. kind of interesting after, you know, 15 years of doing this practice and then having something that totally just threw me off guard. Yeah. yeah. Um, taking it away. Watch, I could see yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And we can just what I could watch. I can watch myself getting dialed into mm-hmm. things I shouldn't be dialed into. Yes. I, I oh yeah. Media. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook. Taking, taking teenagers personally. Yeah. Taking oh my them God. On their phones a lot. You know, yeah. the, the or thing, games, but, yes. Uh, yeah, but the other thing that I think is really important to do in terms of tips is to be very aware of what 
drains you or what brings you yes. negative energy. Yes. You know, it's oh all very gosh. well to yes. create positive energy and be mm -hmm. mindful of your mind yep. to, to be not in the past and ruminating or not in the future and fearful mm -hmm. and be in this moment. It's one thing to watch the now, story. fear was taking everybody down. So yeah, fear was contagious. Huge. Yeah, it was. It was um, really, really high. I mean, everyone was just on high alert. So mm -hmm. it's what things are you doing that are, that are zapping you of energy? Unhealthy. And I know certainly during the height of COVID, the news feed, you know, watching the news was huge. Absolutely. And I, I don't watch the news. I haven't watched the news. I haven't been either three <laughs> lately. Years. Three years. Yeah. And I do hear of what's going on. It's amazing how much I do hear. And I think maybe in three years, I've maybe looked at BBC World News. Wow. I, I got totally sucked in. I got sucked times. in. I've, I've not checked the stats wow. for COVID anywhere ever. I'm aware of them. I know that numbers are spiking here, there, but I know for me, mm -hmm. I've been called socially irresponsible for not being oh, yeah. on the news and on the pulse. Mm -hmm. And that's fair enough. Someone, someone, that's a fair comment. But for me, I know if I don't watch it, I show up a better person with Same. my family, a better Same. person for me, a better person for my work and coaching moms to try and help them alleviate their fear. Mm -hmm. How can I help someone be able to be more mindful and present if I'm living in fear because Absolutely. Been, I've consumed too much stuff that's pulling me down. And we all can't like, handle that stuff. Some people no. can handle it better than others. I can't. Three weeks, I had to let it go. Yeah. So I watched you know, for I, three weeks. <laughs> yeah. I get enough of it. It's amazing mm -hmm. how much news I hear. I just don't go seeking it out. So it was right. one thing I, you know, many of my Facebook lives in my Facebook group where I support parents, um, I was talking about how much media do you need, COVID or no COVID? There's so many things going on in the world. I mean, right now, at the time we're recording this, the fires are just devastating. I know, right? Same the Western here. states in mm -hmm. in the U.S. and it's just it's yeah. horrific. But ha you're in it. Do you want to have it on CNN, on five TVs in the house all day long? I don't believe you're ignoring it by not watching it 24-7, but in watching it 24-7, it strips you of the capacity to be present. I don't believe it's possible when you've got so much negative newsfeed going into your mind. Yes, and then even the people that are soaking it up, I've had to limit how much I talk to those people because <laughs> they will bring my energy down because they're always so negative because they've been poisoned with that mm -hmm. toxicity. You know what I mean? So I'm not totally like detaching 100%, but I have to limit so that I keep my energy strong for my clients. So yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So there's lots of things. You know, we have to be aware of what drains us yes. and plug those drains. It's all very well to meditate, to journal, to get out in nature, to do the things that you need to do to prepare yourself to be present, to, to be able to be more mindful. But if you're doing all of that, but on the other hand, there's, there's leaks in the system mm -hmm. and the energy is coming yeah. in through yeah. self-care, whatever it might be. But if you don't plug those drains, the energy is coming in and going out. Absolutely. And I we mean, can it, really yeah. plug, plug our reactivity drains by knowing where we are and just really working on being intentional to not dial into 
unnecessary drama, family drama, media drama, um, work drama. You know, we can be a part of it, but not drown in it. You're speaking my language, sister. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. Oh my gosh. And then, you know, we have so many energy. I mean, I have so many energy practices. So I work with energy leaks as well. If you're doing all these energy practices and you are like totally meditating and you're building up your energy, what is, I mean, it's like three steps forward, two steps back, three steps forward. And if things are catastrophic, you're actually going backwards continuously. Yeah. So it's like having a transfusion, a blood yeah. transfusion, and you're still bleeding. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that is good. I love it. I love how you brought all this to more, you know, just a mainstream because I've got a lot of the woo and a lot of, um, you know, aligning to your business or aligning your energy to your life and health. And it's just nice to see somebody that's more, you know, mainstream, just able to bring all this stuff in too. Mm -hmm. and I love it's, it. It's oh. work, you know, it's, it's, it's effort and it's work and it's never done. Mm -hmm. You've got to mind yourself all, all the time. You know, I, I, I was saying to Melissa Earl just before we hit record here, I just dropped my son off at a new school day one today before this call. Mm -hmm. And he was really, really nervous. Of course he was. So, you know, I met him with compassion and I tried to embody his experience. So he felt I understood and I saw him and I heard him. And you know, he said to me, I, I can't get out of the car. And I said, well, I understand, you know, and he goes, Mom, I think I'm going to throw up. I said, yeah, I know it's really hard to do what you're doing, but I said, can you imagine what it will be like tomorrow if you don't go today? He goes, it will be worse. Yeah. I said, yeah, so maybe you should think about trying to go today. And he said, yeah, no, I'll go. Bye. And he was off. Now, I could have sat in his fear and I could be sitting here right now worried about him, checking my phone. Is he okay? I wonder if he's doing, but I've worked on it. I released it. I let it go. I trust that he will be fine. And I trust if he's not, I will find out. I have my phone turned down. I've not got my phone up in front of me here. It's turned down. I'm here. But if I was to have my phone turned up and I was to see it flash and look down, I can't be here in this moment. Right. And so I share this because it's exactly what we need to do with all these different things in our life. We have to almost zone them, deal with them, move on, stay in this moment. I was in that moment with him. Now I'm in this moment with you. But I don't want to bring it. his nerves to play on my nerves because I'm, I'm worried for him. You know, it's, you know what it's like. I remember. Oh, as a parent. We all know what it's like yeah. going into a new place. Oh, totally. We have to be so mindful of where we are. Are we where, my, where our minds are? Because 50% of the time we're not. 50, 50. Right. Or more. Jeez. Yeah. And you know what? If your energy is totally hyped up and, and you get drawn into that and it just builds on his and then it becomes so much bigger for the mm -hmm. both of you. So it doesn't do anybody good. It's like mm -hmm. you're actually helping calm him down by keeping mm -hmm. your energy. I would say we're always hooked up to our kids via energetic umbilical cord. You know, it's always that oh, we can feel that. when something's yeah. going on, they can feel when something's going on. And mm -hmm. if you're feeling it and they're feeling it, it gets amplified. So you're staying steady. It's helping him stay steady right where he's at right now. And that's mm -hmm. a beautiful and, gift and, from a mother. And, and not ignoring his emotions, yeah. not trying to dismiss them, stuff yeah. them and say, oh, don't, you'll be fine, don't worry. Mm -hmm. I didn't say that to him. 
I said to him, of course you're nervous. It's a big deal. I'd be nervous too if I was starting at a new school and I had to walk in. And he goes, mom, who am I going to speak to? I said, I don't know. But maybe you'll find someone. <laughs> There's no point in me going, oh, you'll find, you do this, just do, don't worry, it's okay. <laughs> You're don't, awesome. It's not going to help. So yeah, by me being with him, but calm with him and not going, not, I wasn't exhibiting nervous energy to him. I was giving him compassion and just trying to be a steady kind of captain of the ship so I could help steer him in the direction he needed to go. I love it. And that is priceless mm -hmm. it's priceless you know what i mean oh yeah oh i just feel good even just talking to you about this because it's been something that you know it, it makes so much sense that we always tune in within and i know this that's what i teach right we're always supposed to tune within everything else comes second so mm -hmm. whatever we're feeling inside comes out if you start there things are so much easier and oh yeah, whatever you're full of, you'll leak. Yes. So if you're full of nervous energy and anxiety and fear, you're going to mm -hmm. spill out fear. You can't spill out the opposite. If you're overflowing with it, it's like if your cup's full of coffee, mm -hmm. you can't, you're not going to spill tea. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah. So you have to watch what you're full of and make sure you're full of, the things you can you want to spill out now there's times where you have to spill fear you know fight flight or freeze there's very yeah. real moments where we have to use those you know primary emotions to rescue ourselves from dangerous situations right. mm -hmm. but there's so much perceived danger that is i know unnecessary that we don't 100. even know we're in it oh absolutely um, we're just operating with a you know baseline you know, our amygdalas, that reptilian brain is just, I believe, so pumped up and, and, and fighting all the time and ele with elevated levels of all the stress hormones just to be in the world today. You know, so if we can't do something to reduce our baseline reactivity, mm -hmm. then the minute something relatively normal happens, like a teenager coming in and going, look, there's no food in this house, mom, this sucks. <laughs> Well, if I've just nothing read to eat, yeah, right. <laughs> nothing to eat. Mm -hmm. You know, if I just read the news, spoken to a friend, and it was a like a very um, de depressing conversation, for want of a better word, and I've had an argument with my husband, and then my my son tells me there's no food in the cupboard, then I'm going to react. Yeah. Whereas if I can just try and do something. And in the moment, you know, I was taught this prepping for the moment. So the meditation, journaling, walking in nature, these are things that I do that, that dampen my re reactivity. They keep my baseline lower. But uh, there's also things we have to do in the moment. Because sometimes in the moment, we're just taught from left field. And we can go from not to 100 in a second. Yeah. We have to watch for that. So if we find ourselves in that, how can we quickly get ourselves out? What do you do if you're, I mean, you've got kids around. What do you do if you find yourself suddenly, boom, you're ignited? In the moment, what do you do? I usually try to take myself out of the space, go to another room, um, do some, I just do some basic, unless I can lay down and do full meditation. I do EFT, which is emotional freedom technique, tapping on the meridians, usually by myself over that anger or that trigger. 
um, when I dig deeper, I go, obviously not to what's happening right now, but to happening what's happened earlier, right? Mm -hmm. But I also do box breathing and just different things to just kind of level out the autonomic nervous system. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. And just taking some breaths, take a, take a pause, you know, <laughs> it just helps, yeah. but I have to yeah. step away. I step away. Yeah. And, and I, I think we can, we can, you know, if we can physically step away, it's great, but there's times where we can't physically step away. You know, and there might be mums with young kids where you, you can't step away. There's times you can't, right. but you have to step away without stepping away so what is it you do and, it, and a, one deep breath can be you know really rejuvenating it can really just shatter that um that reactivity and bring you back down it you know you can't walk breathing away. is huge turn yeah. around take a deep breath mm -hmm. take a i've been practicing that a ton just even just, I think we, we shallow breathe so much that it puts us into kind of a stress state too, or, yeah. or you catch yourself holding your breath. So sure. yeah, the breathing part is a big deal. Just take, like you said, taking a big breath. Mm -hmm. um, a lot and of times that forced exhalation is good as well. Cause it really yeah. stimulates oh, yeah. the nervous system. Yep. Letting it all out completely. Yeah. yeah that's mm -hmm. a, that's Mm -hmm. so and you sound all kind of I sound all yogi and you know brown bread and leather sandals when I speak this language but I'm not you know I, I really am not but it, it's so powerful it's, well, it's, so it's been powerful. around forever all this stuff is forever been, that we've yeah. learned probably thousands of years for thousands of years and we put it with our modern life in the back burner for some reason and mm -hmm. Until we get to a point where we just can't take it anymore then we have to find tools and use different forms of um, techniques or whatever to balance ourselves again. So, oh, sure. oh my gosh, Maybe. do you have anything that an offer or some kind of a, a some kind of a, a program or something that you can offer the listeners to help them get started with being able to, you know, navigate through working from home or just regaining your balance at any time of your life? Yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of podcasts, episodes on my podcast that I, I dedicate to, you know, all of this, you know, every uh, single one of the episodes, there's 455, I think. Wow, parenting. There's not one of, yeah, there's not one of them that doesn't come back to the fact that all we can do is control ourselves or try and control ourselves. Mm -hmm. We can't control another person. And the more we try and control others, the more stressed we get. You know, I try and control my oh, teenagers. Yeah. Good luck. I can't control them. <laughs> you can't control a two-year-old either, really. Yes, oh. and you can still put them in a car seat and do that funky hip move to get them in and then buckle them in. <laughs> you can't do that with a 15-year-old. Yeah. So you have to control, we have to control ourselves in the face of whatever life throws at us. So the episodes on my podcast all speak to that, and um, you know they're they're all they're geared around parenting and and um, how we can show up as better parents. But I also have um, I haven't been doing as many recently, but there's probably over a hundred meditation on Mondays, mindful Mondays. I love where, that. Where I you know give I, I have guided meditations that are there. There's two minute ones, three minute, five minute, ten minute. There's information on how to meditate. What is it? I think there's a lot of confusion still 
um, about what is meditation and what is the difference between meditation and mindfulness. What does it do? Like, what does it do? Why do you do it? So I've got episodes where I speak to all of that. Um, and for people who've never meditated before, they can find their way. There's lots of apps as well, you know, on, on that we can buy now that are free, that are that guided meditations, lots of places for us to go if we need some support in trying to go within and find some kind of inner peace, silence, stillness, tranquility, you know, all these things really help us show up in the world less reactive. Right. And, you know, just when some people think of meditation, they think, oh my gosh, I'm going to lay there for an hour and I'm not going to think about anything. And there's so many different forms of meditation that help. And it's, I love that you're doing, I'm going to go check out more of yours as well. I've seen your meditation Mondays and I've listened to some of your podcasts, but now I want to go in and search yeah. specifically for those. Yeah. I mean, mine, the ones I use with my energy clearing at the same time, just take like six, seven, nine minutes at the most. Mm -hmm. and it's with the kind that I do. And I, that's why there's so many, we're all different and there's so many yeah. different ways to reach that state of peace, right? That state mm -hmm. where we reset everything. Um, but I focus on, I focus on those emotions of love, lightness, um, joy, things that might, I might want to create. And I just like grab the feelings from that. And that's what I meditate on is the feeling of peace, joy, love, and just by being able to infuse my body with that positive emotion, it mm -hmm. just, it feels like way better than emptying out my mind completely, which I've done at times too. And I still do, but I just love being able to like do the other type too. That is like oh, yeah, lifting yeah. it up, you know? Absolutely. You know, I finish most of my meditations with a, a, with a gratitude kind of practice because I think, you know, tapping into the, as you mentioned, the formless elements of who it is we are. Yeah. You know, the joy, compassion, love, uh, gratitude, the things we can't, that are not tangible, yeah. uh, you know, those things bring a lot of peace. Yeah. They really do. We forget about yeah. them sometimes, though. You know, it's good totally. to remind yourself. And if you have a practice like what you're talking about, then you're automatically saying, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be grateful for this. This is what I'm grateful for. And we remember. Yeah. And then once we remember and we see those things, just that alone. Yeah. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, the way I meditate, I don't, I, don't, I don't need to lie down. You can do it anywhere. You know, so I, I, I haven't got a special corner with candles and, <laughs> and yeah. incense and a mat. It's I like, like my bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you find where you like. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, you find something that works for you and go for it. But I, I actually almost discourage people from Laying setting down. up a corner <laughs> in the house. Because... Oh. Yeah. Because what happens if you can't go there? What if you're in the car and you need that? What if you're waiting a pickup? That's really uh, something to think about. And yeah. you, you need that. Well, I need my map, but now I'm in the car. So if you can find, have your corner, mm -hmm. but bring your, I always advise, bring, bring your meditation practice into, try and make it functional. Try and make it so you could sit on a rock when you're on your hike. You could mm -hmm. sit in the car when you're waiting to pick up your kid. You could sit in the doctor's office and do it. You could mm -hmm. stand at the supermarket in the line, that, in the long line, and you're late yeah. and you're getting stressed. Do something there. I've done them at the movies. I've been in the movies yes. in the dark, and I'll be like, okay, I'm just not going to take, take five minutes here. <laughs> 
yeah. Put it there, yeah. So it's finding, you know, a practice that you can, when I say practice, it can be 10 seconds. It can right. be a minute. It can be two minutes. A breath, an intentional breath, one is better than none. And, you know, we think we need 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour. No, it's two a minutes, minute. It's plenty. Three yes. minutes. And I always say, you know, try and attach it to or do it with something else you do every day That's to get yourself good, started. Really so it might, point. you know, most people brush their teeth every day. Mm-hmm. Most people will shower every day. Most people will get into bed and out of bed. So use those things that you're doing anyway and add two or three minutes onto them. So brush your teeth, put your toothbrush down, sit on the toilet seat yeah. and meditate for three I've minutes. I've been there too. <laughs> yeah. You know, before you go, when you get into bed, not to go to sleep, I meditate before I read my book every night. Yes. Yeah, and I meditate I get, before I get, I get up. Yeah. Because I'm always in my bed. Yeah. So I find my practice there and I sit in my bed and I meditate there, but I can sit in the car, sit in a rock, sit up a tree, yeah. skiing. I can do, I can meditate wherever, any, anytime, anywhere. So that's, that, awesome. that's another thing I do recommend. And my podcast awesome. is called Parenting in the Thick of It. I didn't mention the name of it. So Yes, we love it. Parenting in the Thick of It. Oh my gosh, I thank you so much for coming on today. This has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much, Louise. Oh, it's been wonderful to chat. And I look forward to our next conversation. Oh, you're amazing. Thank you. you. Hey, did you get something positive out of this episode? If so, please leave a review, clap, heart, and share this with your friends. And finally, subscribe to my podcast. I appreciate it, and it makes it possible for me to continue doing what I do best, which is help you reach your dreams. Bye.